Welcome to Episode 9 of Babe and Brilliant. I'm Scintilla Chingayipe. Our Jack Deng is one of Australia's most successful international runway models. She's graced the covers of many magazines, including fashion bible Vogue, and walked for every major designer from Chloe to Valentino and everyone in between. The 25-year-old was born in what was then part of Sudan and is now known as South Sudan. She was forced to flee the conflict that was taking place there and ended up in Kenya before migrating to Australia with her family. But there's much more to her story than that. She's also quite the thrill seeker and very hilarious, as you'll soon find out. But despite dominating runways overseas and headlining major fashion campaigns, she's still relatively unknown here in Australia. To find out why this is, and also about her success so far, I caught up with her over the phone. She'd just woken up, and although her and I are friends, I couldn't help but ask just who is Ajak Deng. Take a listen. That's something that I'm still working on, actually. But how can I explain Ajak? Ajak is a young girl from South Sudan who was raised in Australia, you know, and possibly who's seen it all at such a young age, I can say that. But also a very dedicated, hardworking young lady. That's a jack to me. You were born in South Sudan, grew up in Australia. Now you call New York home temporarily. And you are the supermodel. First of all, how did you get into modeling? How did I get into modeling? A couple of ways how I got into it. First one, how I really got into it was um, my last year when I was in year 12. So my last year of um, school, my teachers have asked me if, you know, what I wanted to do right after I finished um year 12, if I wanted to go uh, to school straight away or if I wanted to take some time off and work or travel or anything like that. And I really wanted it to join the army. And that scared my teachers a lot. And they were like, whoa, whoa, hold on, wait, why the army? And I'm like, well, I want to travel and I like everything they do in the army. She's like, everything? And I said, yeah. She's like, I don't think you like everything, honey, because what you see out here isn't what really goes on in there. I don't think you want to do that. What about modeling? And I was like, well, modeling isn't really my thing because, I mean, models to me, they look like Naomi Campbell, Giselle Bunchen, um, Kate Moss, you know, uh, Alec Wack. And I was like, I was like, I guess I can kind of pass as a lack a bit, you know. She's like, well, look at it. Try, try it out. If you don't like it, then you know what? Come back and we'll work on something else. So I was like, all right, cool. So I tried it out and it went so well. I started doing Melbourne Spring Fashion Week. I started shooting some hair products when I have hair. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I started uh, shooting a few campaigns between New Zealand and Melbourne. Um, I started joining um, FRM, got me with Chic uh, Management in Sydney, and then... Yeah, Chic was great. I work a couple of times with them. They put my pictures online on this website that want to watch and then also Fashion Spot. And I got lucky for IMG to discover me through there. So I got signed with IMG and I have been signed with them ever since. Moved to New York after five, five days after signing with IMG. So that was quite a bit crazy for me because I've never left Melbourne since I moved there when, you know, as a young kid. Just between Melbourne and um, and New Zealand, that's all I knew, you know. But New Zealand is so tiny, especially Auckland. So I was like, oh, my God, I'm in New York. What do I do? How do I survive here? This is crazy. How old were you? I was 17 and a half, turning 18. Wow. 
And you mentioned you'll go yeah. by yourself. Oh, yeah. I live in New York by myself. My first apartment was actually in Brooklyn. And I know I had to take the F train and my um and my roommate has to show me how to uh, how to get to uh, Manhattan between Brooklyn. Oh my god, that was that was that was hard work. She was like, How can you not get it? How can you end up deeply in Brooklyn? I'm like, I don't know which one is Manhattan and which one is Brooklyn <laughs> But uh, yeah, but anyway, I survived. This is my sixth year here. Wow. So, so how how did your family um respond to you saying that you were gonna move to New York to pursue this career? My family, well, my cousins weren't really quite happy about it because they think modeling is, you know, prostitution, <laughs> which I'm like, huh, oh, that's funny. You know, I'm like, if you don't understand, ask me. But anyway, uh, my stepmom wasn't so okay with it, but she didn't want to be the one standing in the way of whatever I wanted to do. So she didn't want to, like, wake up one day and be like, oh, you know what? It was all your fault for not letting me do whatever I want to do. My dad has always been so supportive in everything I do. He's always happy. And he's like, well, you know what? Whatever you want to do, you you do it, but also do it with the head screwed on quite well and that you know what you're doing. So I was like, all right, cool. So my dad always called me and said he's proud and everything. So, Oh, good. It's interesting because with, with modeling, I mean, we see models down the runway and it and it looks like it's easy, but I'm sure it's not. Just how tough is it being being an international model? I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it because, first of all, I would say it's hard, it's terrifying, it's lonely, it's scary because mostly you're traveling alone. You're in these hotel rooms which you have no clue whatever happened here before. You're in these cities which you can barely speak the language. And... um and then again, you have what twenty or sometimes forty castings to go to for for, uh, for shows, and well, if you get lucky, you get one out of those. If you're not, if not, then wait. Uh, forty casting that day mm-hmm. was just a waste of time, and that was that, and let it go. You know, mm-hmm. try again mm-hmm. the next day. Try again. Try again. Try again. With no family members and no friends traveling with you, so it can get a bit. Oof. Yeah. Does it does it get easier? Like the more you you do it over the years, in terms of the work that you yes. get to do and 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 everything else. Yes, it does get easier as the years come. You know, because also has like any other job, the more you know, the more hard work you put in, or the or I don't know, success doesn't just happen over the night. You know, I'm finally starting to see my success happening one at a time now. You know, but this is my sixth year of of working as a model and. God, yes, it gets easier. It gets easier, I would say, because, you know, most of the time now people, some people know who I am and they know, you know, my size or they saw me somewhere and they're like, oh, I saw her. She's still the same size. Don't worry. Yeah, her skin looks great. Okay, cool. Let's just direct book her. So now it's easier for me. As when you first started it, you would have to go in person. If, let's just say the job is shooting in Paris and the client is in Paris. You would have to pay for your own flight, your own hotel, your own car service just to go from New York to Paris to see the client for the job that you're not even confirmed for, but you already spent money on it. You already invested on it, but you don't know if you got it yet or not. Wow. But you're just going to meet the client. Yeah, but it, and then another way, you know, it gets easier because you start to make friends that are also working as models. So if it's during Fashion Week and you're doing all the four cities, then what, do you have friends in New York because this is where we all are based. And then you go to London and they will always be friends. And, you know, uh, we always requested to be put in one agency, I mean, one hotel. Like, if there's enough room, then, you know, it's better to just put a bunch of models there so we can 
you know, at least meet in the lobby, you know, after shows and everything. And we're like, oh, hey, you want to grab something to eat? Yeah, cool. It's nice to sit down and talk to someone, you know. That sounds like very much the world that a lot of people tend to see more of, you know, when um, models are in their downtime just kicking it. Yeah, that's when they see and they see like, oh, my God, they're so happy. And you're like, uh, yeah, I'm just happy to be hanging out with somebody that I that I'm familiar with. But it's all fun, you know. So what's it like? Because I'm never going to be a model. I'm like five foot two. <laughs> I can't imagine what it's like walking down this runway with all these lights and people staring at you and you're wearing these clothes that are crazy expensive and beautifully made. What's that feeling like in those in those moments as you're walking down? You know that Cinderella stories and Snow White? Like, you know, you, you know when you're, like, in this beautiful gown and you're just walking down because you know it's only one, it's only that one time you're ever going to wear it anyway, at least if you're going to an event. <laughs> so you feel like a Cinderella. You feel beautiful, especially after the makeup and the hair and everything, and you're just like, oh, my God, I feel so beautiful. You know, I'm just going to walk down this runway and pretend that I'm the princess that I'm not. But, <laughs> hey, I am a princess right now. And I'm gonna just going to do that. And it feels amazing. It feels like a Cinderella moment. What do you say to yourself? Do you give yourself like a mental pep talk? And do you just like, like, what do you do? Like, how do you psych yourself up for that moment? You know, that is, that is a good question. Because when I first started it, I never used, you know, I mean, I never used to think about it. I never even used to like, it never clicked, you know. Like, I would just be like, okay, yeah, go. All right, cool. It's my time out. I'm cool. Run out and come back. And now I find myself getting so nervous that I just happen to tell myself, hey, it's okay. This is just not your first time. Why are you finally starting to be scared? Hey, relax, relax. It's okay. And then I start to think of um of a song that would distract me and kind of get me out of it. And I don't know. My favorite song is always, um, I have two songs, Beyonce, Grown Woman. Because I, I love was like, I'm a woman. Yeah, I know, right? It's amazing. I'm like, I'm a grown woman. Hey, grown women don't get scared. Come on. So that's one thing. Or uh, Britney Spears, work. Uh, you better work, work. Yeah, so those two. Yeah, I'm like, it's just work. Literally, it's like less than 30 seconds going and coming back. So it's completely fine. If you if the runway is long enough, then a minute. Or your gown is too long, then a minute. It's all at least all you do on the runway. So I'm like, it's just a minute. It's fine. And I also mean, sometimes you can hear people talk in the audience and that could be really nerve-wracking. So what are they saying? No, it's just like when they like the outfit or they'd be like, yeah, oh my God, yes, that girl. Oh, I love the way she's carrying it. Mm. And then they're taking pictures and then they're like, oh, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds pretty cool. It sounds pretty cool. Um, I mean, it's amazing. It's incredible. No complaints at all. You know, one of the one of the things that usually goes with your industry is body shapes and body types and every now and then you hear about people with eating disorders but you're one person who I know and because I know you personally um you love to eat and it's almost like a, a weird thing for a model because even before we started this interview we're like I'm eating a bag of chips for breakfast like <laughs> <laughs> I'm still crunching on them actually <laughs> um uh, I don't know I mean you know yes body shape is quite important in the industry but for me I guess you can say I'm lucky because it's genetic for me all my parents my my entire family is just like me you know you met them they all tall skinny and just 
not, you know, the way they are. But they eat like no tomorrow. But to me, I pretty much eat whatever I want. And then if I feel, you know, the way women feel a certain time in our life where you're like, I feel bad. Oh, no. Why is this like that? Then I just go to the gym. So how do, you, how do you feel when people, you know, accuse you of, like, not eating and they say, like, mean things and mean comments? Because for some weird reason, some people just don't believe that, you know, people can be naturally thin. It really used to bother me because I'm like, there's one thing to call someone skinny and there's another to call someone anorexic. Because, I, I you know, the last time I checked, anorexia is a mental disease, you know. So it used to get to me, but then um, my uh, my agent was like, dude, you know you're not anorexic. I know you're not anorexic. Your friends know you're not anorexic. So why does it bother you again? And I asked myself, I was like, oh, yeah, why does it bother me? Because all my friends are like, oh, my God, if only they knew. Because some of my friends are like, dude, do you have a vacuum in there that sucks everything out? I'm like, I don't know. I can eat a burger right now. And in 30 minutes, I'm like, uh, is there any snacks to eat? Which people don't believe because they're like, did you throw up? What did you do? Like, what just happened? Didn't you just eat a burger? Like, I did, but I don't know what it is. Like, I just, it burns so fast. Do you think a lot of it has to do with, because over the years, like, every every now and then there'll be a story that pops up of models that starve themselves. Like, when those stories keep popping up, so I think for many people, the, the misconception is that all models are like that, right? But but it's not the truth, obviously. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's true. Because sometimes we, we would be at the restaurant um, sitting, eating, and some close-minded person who clearly, you know, is blind, doesn't see what's on our table, will come up and be like, oh, you guys are such beautiful young ladies. It is such a shame that they would make you starve yourself. How does it make you feel being at a restaurant like this with everybody, with all the normal people eating, but you guys are not? And we just sit there like, uh, ma'am, we are eating. There's food on our table. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. I, I Oh. Oh my God, I didn't even see that. Excuse me. And then they just walk away embarrassed, you know? But it's like, that's your own problem. It's not my problem. It's your problem. That's what you see in me. That's not what I see in me. So, mm. you know, that's not what my friends see in me. My friends know that I eat. My family knows everything. So you judge me because you don't know any better. You don't know me any better. Do you get that a lot? Do you get people coming up to you and giving you unsolicited advice, telling you something about your life that you didn't even ask for, and they feel like they've got the right? Oh my God! Oh yes. If I was getting paid on it, I'd be a billionaire by now. <laughs> I swear. Seriously, like sometimes I'm just sitting there mining, or I'm sitting at the park reading my um, my book and you know hanging out with my dog, and someone's just like, "Oh, I know you're a model. I just never understand why they would make you poor young ladies starve yourself." And I'm like, you know, nowadays it's a personal choice, right? If you think it's easy for you to stop yourself, you know, go ahead, but then no one's ever going to work with you again because nowadays, you know, clients and everybody prefer for, for a model to look healthy, you know, and that's how it is. So now that's why everyone, every single model now seems to always be at the gym and everything because you eat whatever you want, but then you work out, you know. So at least you look healthy, beautiful, and skinny at the same time. <laughs> but you're eating great. Another thing that tends to pop up with the fashion industry and all that sort of stuff is diversity on the runway. And we've sort of touched on this before in prior conversations. But yeah. but I want to know, like, how is that? Like, what's it like being a black model working overseas internationally? And it's a battle. For example, if I'm if I'm doing a show, 
then then they don't book another black girl. You know, this season was an amazing season because there was more than one black girl in each show. I almost pulled pull out each of my hair. Because I was like, oh, my God, this is so good. This is so good to be true. I'm so happy to live that, you know, that I can live to see this moment right now. This is great. But it's hard. It's very hard. It's one black model per show, one Asian per model per show, or, like, one black model or one Asian per campaign. And it's really crazy because you will never see two black girls in one story, which is just, I don't know. Does it feel like you're competing against each other as black models? I mean, that's what that's what they make it look like. But to me, I, I always tell my friends, I'm like, I'm not your competition. Even though we do have short hair, the same look, I'm not your competition. Because your competition is, is standing in front of you when you look in the mirror. That's your competition. Whatever your, Whatever is yours will always be yours. Whatever is mine will always be mine, no matter what. The thing is, people are different. Certain people like like certain people. The people that like, you know, this other Sudanese girl might not like my personality and might not get along with me. So then they don't, they're not going to hire me. And that is your client, you know. That will be your client forever. And my client might just like me, but then, I don't know. But it is actually, if you ask me, I, I have no idea. I've been trying to figure it out ever since I started modeling, but I can't quite figure it out. And I ask certain people, but everybody's answer is always different. What about in Australia? Is it any different? I don't work in Australia. I never work in Australia. I've been modeling now for six years, and I finally worked in Australia last year. I did uh, the Iconic um, and River Island, and then um, I finally did Australia Fashion Week for the first time in Sydney, and I did Mimco campaign. But that's pretty much it. That's all I get. I mean, I'm not Australian enough for me to work in Australia, apparently. So I kind of forget that market. You know, I forget I'm not from Australia and I do my thing out here. It's interesting because you are Australian and you've graced the cover of Vogue magazine and, you know, you've walked for every big designer that's there. I just find it interesting, the parallels, why you can't be a household name here, like, you know, your Miranda Kerr's and your Jessica Hart's you know, Jessica Gomez is, why is that not, not happening? Yeah. I don't know, actually. I wouldn't know if you are, I mean, I don't know. I kind of don't care about it, to be honest. I mean, if there's a client out there who really would be like, all right, cool, I'm going to take a risk and hire a black girl to represent my brand and I'm just going to close my eyes and don't care about what my customers or what my audience think, then cool take that risk but that's their own thing but I have to fight it or if I have to be out there and say hey why don't you do this why don't you hire more black models I'm not gonna do that because I'm not here for that I'm enjoying my moment and I'm having fun and I'm meeting great people you know this is not what I want to do for the rest of my life so why would I want to get deeper than that you know one of the things that I I admire about you is your self-belief like you've got this self-confidence and for someone that works in an industry that is constantly picking at your at your personal flaws that you know um because you, you you're selling yourself as a product the fact that you you still have this this ability to believe in yourself i mean you were talking about how you know you've just got this um this belief in in, in who you are and you know always being positive yeah how do you stay so positive given the environment in which you're in that also comes back down to um eating well and working out and surrounding yourself with good people that would always see the good in you or would at least know that when you're down, you're down for real and that 
you and need them to be around you and invest your time in in, in, in some in things that that makes you happy. I you know I take some acting classes. I you know I work out. I hang out with some friends. I take you know mini vacations. I hang out with my dog mostly because he's just so cute. And there's no dull moment with him. That's one of my other little positive little ball of energy bouncing around me every single day. Is there anything that you'd like to pursue, you know, at some stage? You talked about the army before wanting to be in the army. I don't know if that's still an option for you now. Are there things um, that you still want to do? Yeah. I mean, there's still a bunch of things I would love to do. I would love to go back to school and possibly study law and, um, become a family lawyer one day or um, or entertainment lawyer or I can go back and become you know and join the military so so that's still an option yeah I mean there's still an option or you know or just give up and become a housewife and call it a day I can't imagine you being just a housewife though I don't know I can't imagine myself either but you know, sometimes there's days where I'm like, you know what, I think I'm better off as a housewife because this is too much hustling. <laughs> so, um, because, you know, you, you have all the stuff that you do and um, outside of modeling as well, how do, you, how do you make time for relationships? Like, where does that all fit in for you? I like that sound. When I hear, when I hear that word, I like it. It sounds, it sounds <laughs> amazing. It sounds, it sounds... <laughs> It sounds very um, comforting to me, but I don't know. There is no time for relationships at all because in New York in general, you know, uh, there's just not that many, you know, relationships in New York. So you always end up meeting your, uh, meeting people uh, from abroad, and when you get back to New York, you realize that, oh, wow, um, that was a long way from New York. Like, what was I thinking? Like, for example, my last relationship was in Australia. Like, what was I thinking? Some people get lucky to find a relationship in, you know, close in New York and also with someone who travel a lot. So you kind of understand your, um, you understand your, uh, your daily schedule. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but sometimes, you know, you just, you just relax like me and you just take care of yourself and, and you work and that's it. And you take care of you now. This is it. And then when someone come on the way, then, hey, cool. If not, then keep it moving. But I'd assume, and I think a lot of people would also assume this, that being a model, you would be getting a lot of people coming up to you asking you for dates. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I get that all the time. Like, guys will come and they'll be like, I'm sorry. I I mean, I'm, I'm not here to bother you. I know you probably get this a lot. But I was just wondering if, and you're like, actually, sit down, sit down, talk to me. Great that you actually came because nobody talked to me, really. Like, people, I've been sitting here alone for three hours, and nobody has said a word to me. You're the first guy. So sit down and talk to me. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's actually the opposite. I don't know. Maybe maybe there are some models who are like that, but I know a lot of models that are not like that, and we're just like, okay, cool. This is all right. And then there will be one brave guy who will come along and say hi. And then that's one of the guys that you probably end up with. Not because you not because we're scary or not because we are all of that, you know, it's just yeah. because of the perception that people perceive from you. You're like, dude, really? But I walk in and I smile and I wave for everybody. What made you think I was not approachable? It's so interesting you talk about the smiling and the waving because I do the opposite. Like I don't smile, I don't wave and that still scares people off. So <laughs> it looks like it's not it's 
not a win-win situation. So, yeah. what you know, what sort of guy would would make Ajak go? Okay, I might think about perhaps settling down with you. You know, what do you look for in a potential partner? Well, first of all, confidence has to be like you know the number one of it all. So he has to be confident. Also, he has to be very intelligent. Not very intelligent, but at least intelligent. He has to be able to hold a conversation and not bounce around like a basketball. He has to be well adventurous for me because you know I'm a, I'm the most adventurous person you would ever meet. I'm like, hey, let's go boxing. Let's go and do this. No, let's go hiking. No, let's go rock climbing. And it's like, dude, what do you want to do, really? <laughs> um, he has to have he has to have a career or at least you know hobbies and because I have met some people that I'm like dude really how old are you again you you have zero zero interest of finding a job at all you don't want to make money for yourself really that's like the most bizarre thing ever because there's nothing so good of making your own money you just gotta be gorgeous and have it all <laughs> together no I'm kidding. <laughs> Girl, you will not be seeing me yeah. with you anywhere, skydiving. I'm hearing you going, you know, hiking, tra- I'm like, yeah, no, not me, no, not hiking, not, you know, skydiving, not... <laughs> not even, yeah. You'll find me, I'm the person that, like, stays at the spa or stays, like, somewhere where I can just watch people from a distance, as long as I'm comfortable. Oh, no, I, that's nice, too. That's nice, too. But uh, it's, you go to the spa after you jump off the plane, so you can calm down, you know? Yeah, look, other people can, <laughs> other people can go and jump. I don't need to. I can see the pictures. If you take the pictures, I'll see them, and I'll be like, oh, that's nice. You're <laughs> You're going to sit on the beach with the binoculars and be like, oh, wow, is that a gas flying over there? That's Wow, that's great. Cool. Exactly. I'll be like, congratulations. <laughs> you did great, honey. You did not piss your pants. Exactly. Well done. Exactly. <laughs> Lastly, do you have a life philosophy? Like, do you have anything that you believe in within yourself that you say, no matter what, no matter where, this is, this is definitely what I believe? Well, I believe in family a lot, but no matter what, no matter where, I always have to have friends or people close to me that are like family. It's very important to me. Um, I believe in kindness. That's one thing I believed in a lot, and I always remind myself that kindness is a key. Kindness is key. Kindness is life. So just give it no matter what, no matter what the person did to you. I believe in humanity and hey, love, love is always the thing. So when you do things with love, you get the same thing in return. So, But when you're kind to people, then you get the same thing in return. So that's my main thing. To find out more about Ajak and catch other episodes of Babe and Brilliant, simply visit weareGrio.com. That's W-E-A-R-E-G-R-I-O-T.com. Thanks for listening.